Oh, yeah. Here we come, baby. It's the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy coming right at ya. 608 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers where the answer is always yes. And it's a happy hump day, Trump day. Go, Trump, go, Trump. Lots of Trump stuff for you. Hang in there. Imagine that. Uh, debate tonight without Trump. So uh, huh. uh, let's see. Who cares? I'm sorry. I, really? No, I really don't. Yeah. Uh, Biden, here's your story. Mm. Um, apparently, you know, he had a lots of, well, he had at least, I think it was three aliases that they discovered he was using the sort of these shadow email accounts. That way his name's not in it, but he could still, and this was using government email, to get things done. Uh, in this case, it would probably be the Biden family business. Yeah. So you knew about that, hopefully. We, we shared it with you. Although, I got to tell you, the mainstream media, yeah. I don't know if they brought it up at all. I didn't hear it. Here's a story from the New York Post. For nearly a decade, Joe Biden used multiple email aliases to send hundreds of messages to his son Hunter's former business partner. A Republican-led House committee leading the impeachment inquiry into the president revealed just yesterday. Wait a minute, Bob. You mean the people that he never talked to? And didn't even know those people? The ones where he appeared in one of the pictures with them golfing, but never met them and never talked about uh, business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does get messy, you, you got it, it. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. The 11-page yeah. log of emails allegedly sent and received by Joe Biden between 2010 and 2019 was obtained by the House Ways and Means Committee through metadata provided by IRS whistleblowers Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler. During that nine-year period, Joe Biden used pseudonyms such as Robinware456, JRBware, and Robert L. Peters uh, to correspond back and forth with his son, other family members, uh, and uh, Hunter's former business partner, Eric Schwerin. Mm. Biden fired off uh, or was privy to 327 emails with uh, Schwerin. Remember, again, this is a guy, I don't know his business partner. I don't know what business he's in. The founding partner and managing director of Hunter's defunct Rosemont Seneca Partners firm. With all the money that went through there, why why would it be defunct? Man, it seems profitable. Yeah. Unless somebody's cheating the business and (laughs) putting it in their pocket. Yeah. Of those emails, 54 were exclusively between Joe Biden and Schwerin who the committee charges as the architect of the Biden family's various shell companies that launder money around the world. They also found that 38 emails were sent from the White House to a Joe Biden shadow account with Hunter copied on the messages. (laughs) Jason Smith is the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. He's a Republican out of Missouri, and he noted that several of the emails were exchanged during times when the then-President Biden traveled to... Ukraine, while Hunter sat on the board of the Ukrainian energy company Burisma. But, you know, he could sit on a flight with me on Air Force Two, a 12-hour flight to Beijing, but that would never come up anything about, you know, what he's into, what business is. <laughs> nah. I mean, nah, they th- talk. this is, I, I got to tell you, it's a smoking gun. And they've got. I mean, they've got it on them. House Ways and Means Committee, the Oversight Committee, uh, James Comer, all that. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of stuff here. 
Uh, it is a ton more than anything they even came close to with the uh, Russian made-up stuff. Yeah. Uh, and Trump. So it'll be interesting. What'll happen? You know that there'll be attempts to, I don't know, stop them, get in the way somehow, some way, the DOJ. I'm not sure what the mechanism will be, but let's keep an eye on this mm-hmm. because the, the evidence is too damning for them to allow well, they'll to be, continue to be, yeah. yeah. They'll be using the alphabet agencies, whichever uh, can come in handy at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, if I could go back in time, I could have actually been a real, uh, a real decent athlete. Among, really? Among my peers. Yeah. Well, if, just think. Go back to when... I mean, go back to when you were younger, but take with you this, um, oh, yeah, I'm whatever sex I identify with, not <laughs> what I was born with. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, I would, uh, I'd be pretty good. I might have actually started on the middle school basketball team. Maybe. <laughs> as a girl? Yes. Mm, okay. Well. I mean, as me, yeah, feeling but, like yes. a girl. Roberta. Yeah. And why did I bring this up? Outrage erupted after two male-born competitors took oh. the gold and silver, silver medals at Chicago's Women's Cycling Championship. Yes, it's called Women's Cycling Championship. But these are really dudes. Well, yeah. Okay. The Illinois State Cyclocross Championships held in the Windy City December 3rd featured over a dozen competitors across several divisions, both men and women's. So you had men and women's. Well, it's, it's easy to understand, Bob, but they're on bicycles. Wow. See, that's, Very that's good. the confusion. They didn't know. All right. Maybe. The finish line saw a pair of biological men racing as transgender women win the two top slots. Oh. In the women's uh, single-speed division. Hmm. Just wrong. Trans racers Tessa Johnson and Evelyn Williamson placed first and second, leaving third-place winner Kristen Chalmers as the only actual female winner in the female category. At least one of them came in top three. I mean, this, we could have a good laugh at this if, if it weren't so real and so serious and such a clear violation of women's rights on every level it just i don't get it i understand being accepting of people who are different people who feel differently people who identify differently that that's fine and you shouldn't be nasty to those people or want to hurt them there's just no purpose behind that whatsoever you know treat them as fellow human beings right but when you get into athletic events, and they're separated purposefully between male and female because there is a difference, then it, it is just a logical approach that you wouldn't have somebody born a man competing as a woman. I mean, it just... No. And yet here we are, and we're still debating it and arguing over it. It's pretty simple. It should be simple. Mm-hmm. You know, just follow the science and all, you know. Obama told us. I thought it was settled, you know. Woo! Uh, Yeah. (sighs) Climate change is definitive, Mm. but biological sex? Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of wiggle room. Uh, 
Oh, that's too much wiggling. Okay, let's move on then. Okay. 616, the Bob Rose Show, rolling on. Greg Cassidy in the house. Don't forget to download your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey, and then search for 97.3, the sky, and you'll be all set. Ton of stuff coming your way this morning. Don't miss out. Stay tuned. 97.3, the sky. It's happening around our country. Sean Hannity. The chanting. This world's gone mad. Anybody with a conscience knows who the victim is. On 97.3 The Sky. Oh, you dirty, nasty, heterosexual white males. Yeah. Bunch of sacks. Bunch of knapsacks that you need to unpack. I'll wow. get to it. Okay. That's a pretty good tease, though. Yes, you do? Yeah. yeah. They're like, what? Who? Where? Who are you what? Talking to? Who are you talking about? Who are you talking to? Are you talking to me? Hey. Hey. Are you talking? 622 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. We're both talking to you. Yeah. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. Uh, one of the biggest stories, well, debate tonight. That's a small story. Yeah. A Biden, however, and these alias emails. Woohoo! Smoking gun, baby. Highlighting uh, conversations with uh, about the family business. This stuff is uh, direct. Now, will mainstream media? Well, will they jump mm. on board? Will uh, you know ABC lead with that tonight? I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Sounds we'll see. like you're saying uh, Joe's a liar. Well, I, I know this mm. is not new news or anything, mm. but you know, I'm just saying. You know, I just think he forgets the truth. Like for the last 47 years in political office. Correct. I was going to say that's not part of his cognitive decline. He has kind of a reputation for that. It precedes uh, any sort of uh, issue there. Mm -hmm. Ohio State University. You nasty. What, you got a buck? You got a buck in an eye? A buck eye? Uh, Yeah, they have to... uh, straighten some people wait no that's not a good term either not straighten them out let me get to it a health science program offered at the ohio state university requires those who sign up for the course to take part in an array of discussions and assignments about gender and race all right no big problem right well one asks students to address their privileges if they are white heterosexual or able-bodied wow yeah. Huh. Seems to me that heterosexual, you might actually be less privileged in some ways, but we well, won't go down that path right now. I mean, well, quite frankly, we, we grew up in a, in a business where there were times we did not get jobs because we were white males. So where's that privilege coming in, that, those, extra, those extras that we're supposed to be well, getting Well, those here? rich white parents that you had, Greg. I didn't have rich parents. Oh, um, the yeah. rich white schools you went to? Uh, no, not really. No? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just check it. Huh. We'll find some. I've been robbed. Some pri- I'm saying. <laughs> He's been robbed of his privileges. Apparently. The course is titled Individual Differences in Patient-Client Populations. It's offered through the School of Health uh, through a grant from the Affordable Learning Exchange. And these grants are designed for instructors who want to transform their courses using open and affordable materials. Nothing wrong with that. Anybody who's had to buy a bunch of college books knows. Uh, They had to go through a FOIA act, though, to get 
some information on the class itself. And it was actually uh, Do No Harm, a group of physicians, healthcare professionals, medical students, and patients who aim to protect healthcare from a radical, divisive, and discriminatory ideology. So here's one of the uh, things in their classroom. You need to unpack the invisible knapsack. So we're, we're getting to the knapsack thing that I told okay. you about, right? All right. All right. There's three activities that were listed on the document you could select from. The white privilege knapsack. The heterosexual privilege knapsack and the able-bodied privilege knapsack. Those students were given the option to substitute the heterosexual privilege and able-bodied privilege activities for another more recent knapsack topic from other scholars and uh, activists. So this is based on a 1989 essay titled White Privilege, Unpacking the Invisible Knapsack which was written by feminist scholar and anti-racist activist Peggy McIntosh. So there's all these things from her work, and they say things like, whiteness protected me from many kinds of hostility, distress, and violence, which I was being subtly trained to visit, in turn, upon people of color. Really? Okay. Was- so you were protected wow. because of your whiteness, but yet then you, in turn, were... We're showing uh, hostility, distress, and violence? Sounds like a personal issue. Yeah. And, of course, it's so interesting. They want to show you how, like, different and diverse the world is mm-hmm. by, by basically stuffing all white people or heterosexuals in one bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, this is how intricate the world is. You must learn it's much more complicated than you originally thought. Okay. All right, and I'm buying into that. And they go, what's not complicated is if you're white and heterosexual, your problem. <laughs> That's not complicated. It's like, wait, wait a second. Mm. There's not intricacies there? Apparently not. Understandings or whatever? Oh, no. No, you're subconsciously, uh, you've been programmed. You're bad. <gasps> Maybe if I hook up my little brain scan to an AI machine, you people can fix me, right? Don't. Give them any ideas. Oh, that is that is part of the idea. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look, what have we already learned? Diversity mm-hmm. is, you know, we, we all look different. We're all diverse. We look different. Okay. But then when you talk to the same people who want to tout diversity and you ask about diversity of opinion, <gasps> there's only one opinion. Really? Where'd you come up with that? AI? And who programmed that? Bunch of lefty Marxist weirdos. Okay. I think so our opinion might be... doesn't count. Absolutely not. You, okay. you should be shunned, quieted. <laughs> oh, man. What you say is hate speech. Quiet, white boy. Sim it down, hetero boy. Yeah! Time me up first, at least. 628 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. Governor DeSantis in the news. We'll share that with you next on 97.3 The Sky. Trending right now on The Sky. Getting all the hostages released with special attention to Americans. From the river to the sea means there is no Israel. This rise in hate is the danger many Jewish people fear most. As it happens. Telling horror stories about their captivity. Nearly 160 remain. The news station. Following the money and the facts. Impeachment. Joe Biden is compromised and unfit to leave. All the news you need for your day. Tell your smart speaker to play 97.3 The Sky.
best thing you could say to a cop when you're pulled over. Do you know who I am? Oh. And if you don't have something there, yeah. it's always, you know I pay your paycheck. That goes over well. Yeah. 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 Okay, follow me for more advice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, he's joking. It is, uh, it is 638. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Morning, Greg. Good morning. It's a happy hump day, Trump day. And yes, there's a Trump involved here. There is a Biden involved here and a Biden relative involved in this story. So, uh, actually, no, I take that back. Not No Biden. It's Chris Christie. This is, oh. this is a great one. Oh, no. This is a great one. Okay. So, Chris Christie has a niece from New Jersey, you know? And uh-huh. she was misbehaving on a flight, and she was intoxicated, and she oh, was saying yeah. stuff. One of the things she said, do you know who I am? I'm Chris Christie's daughter, which she is not. Oh. It's his niece. Okay. And you are so blanked. You will huh. lose your job over this stuff. Okay. And then throws out the, I know Donald Trump. Oh, Man, playing all the cards. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So here's how it went. The niece of former New Jersey governor and presidential hopeful Chris Christie was handed down new charges a year after she was kicked off a New Orleans flight during a Thanksgiving Day drunken, drug-induced meltdown that left several minor injuries. Jefferson Parish District Attorney filed charges against Shannon Epstein. I haven't followed that Mm. family marriage tree, but uh, Shannon Epstein... On Monday, relating to her being kicked off an early morning Spirit Airlines flight. Look, if you're going to fly Spirit Airlines, don't consume a bunch of spirits before you get on it. Mm-hmm. That's rule number one. And if you're all, you know, whose daughter and buddies with, why are you flying Spirit anyway? Mm. You know, just saying. Come mm. on. If you're all that, or think you are. So, she's 26 years old. She was charged with one felony, resisting police by force and violence, two misdemeanor counts, disturbing the peace, public intoxication. The meltdown occurred at Louis Armstrong, New Orleans International Airport as a Newark-bound flight was taxing for takeoff at 6 a.m. When Epstein allegedly asked a Latino family sitting next to her if they were smuggling cocaine. Okay. That? Well. That, look, sometimes that's a great icebreaker. <laughs> But most of the time, not so much. She then allegedly shouted at officers and refused to get off the jetway. And now listen to this. At one point, she broke free as officers tried to handcuff her, forcing cops to block her path. She was, quote, belligerent and displayed unusual strength during Mm. the struggle. Unusual strength. After she was placed in handcuffs... Uh, she's alleged to have continued to struggle against handcuff, kick, spit on the deputies, attempt to break free. It took seven deputies to strap her into a wheelchair after she refused to get off the jetway. And again, they mentioned showing unusual strength. Just while wait while foaming at the mouth, fighting the cops. Okay. Well, I, well just just in some of the things you were talking about, unusual strength and running and spitting. Um, maybe the Gators consider trying to pick her up. But um, why don't I have the button? <laughs> that was awesome, man! You hit it out of the park. Now, see how can I follow that? Out? Yeah, I'm sorry. Good note. Uh, so anyway, she was arrested on six counts of battery, police officer. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, she threw out that, do you know who I am? I'm uh, Chris Christie's daughter. Wow. Which she didn't want to say niece because that wouldn't carry as Yeah, much once weight. removed from the direct lineage, it's not But, but then to throw out the, I know Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I, how much does she know her uncle? That'll get you put in jail. If she's throwing the Trump word yes, out there. Exactly. Yeah. She was just trying everything. Because they're they're not they're not, not great buddies. buddies. Not not right mm, now. They're anyway. not tight. No, nah. Much. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, tonight there is uh the debate. What do we got? Vivek. Mm-hmm. Nikki. Mm-hmm. Um let's see. Christy. Mm-hmm. And who's the fourth one I'm talking about? governor oh my gosh shame on me wow. i did not do that on purpose i do have it's a uh, you know, yeah i do have a governor yeah, governor you're... story i'll try to find here yep. yeah and you've not had a lot of sleep last night oh yeah that's the thing i want to warn everybody uh i'm not operating on a great amount of sleep uh-huh. but neither is greg so um <laughs> greg was busy he likes yes. to hang out at the, the ER, the clinics, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are you thinking of a change in career? Are you going to get into the healthcare profession? I don't know. All the hacking and coughing that I was surrounded by kind of talked me out of that. Well, just I, just it, remember, if it doesn't kill you, it builds up your tolerance. Yeah, but then it made me wear a mask. Well, anyway, we're, I'm glad that you're here. And, me too. And I'm glad your mom's fine. Yeah. And, uh, but that goes along with the territory as we have, you know, yes, a lot of us does. can identify with aging parents and yep. such. Uh, but she's fine, which, by the way, just in case anybody worries. Just that right. I haven't been to bed yet since yesterday's show. Yeah. So if you're worried about anybody, Greg says, worry about him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah wham. Give him a wham. 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 Put your prayer hands together and then go wham. <laughs> the prayer hands are for mom. The <laughs> why is for Greg. But speaking of medical stuff and aging parents and all that, yeah. apparently they, they've got a really good Alzheimer's uh, test. Oh. Yeah, new research, Utah biotech company Resonant. They developed diagnostic tests, and they think they've got uh, one with possibly 100% accuracy wow. in identifying patients with Alzheimer's diseases and uh, mild cognitive impairment. Here's the thing. What do you do with that information? They say, yeah, you have this antigen or whatever it is. You right. have this thing in your blood. It measures it, it measures it kind of as you're degenerating. Okay. Neurodegeneration can be measured in the blood with the specific stuff. So what, what do you do with that information? So they can tell you you've got it. They just can't fix it. Well, or, well no. The or- idea is this could tell you years ahead of time. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But can they still fix it? Well, I mean, no, they yes. can't fix right. Alzheimer's. That's, so now you're just going to worry about it when it's going to kick that's in. That's what I'm thinking. Would you? Would, do you really uh, want to know? I mean, I guess different? in some ways you could make some preparations. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. I don't know. That's a quandary. Yes, it is. The fact that you even use that word, you're probably not suffering from early onset. It is 6.45. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy in the house, and it's a happy hump day, Trump day, with a big, <clears throat> as in small b, debate tonight. 97.3 The Sky. What's going on in the southern border is an impeachable offense. It's a high crime. Weeknights at 6. When the president of the United States refuses to comply with federal law, and in fact is purposely violating it. 97.3 The Sky. And then there were four on the debate stage tonight. 651 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy's here. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. Uh, top story, yep, debate tonight with the four. 
And that's all that's left, except for the Mac Daddy himself. The future dictator of America, Donald J. Trump. <laughs> uh, thank you, lefties. Isn't that crazy? That is They're crazy. so desperate. They are oh. really throwing yeah. that around and trying to so hard. Yeah, make it stick. Look, yeah. you really want something to talk about? The Democrats don't want you to talk about this. Joe Biden's aliases, all these emails where he has these alias names. Now, we know because of the whistleblowers, we know they're Bidens. Okay, they're, they belong to Biden but under different names. They, these... Emails highlight family business. There's family business taking place, and Biden is very much, very much involved in all that. This is what these emails prove. I'd like to see the uh, the vast majority of the media report on this, but unfortunately, most of them will not. So most of uh, the folks who vote Democrat will probably hardly ever know about it. All right, and that's... Uh, yeah, that's kind of sad. All right. So really what more people were interested in was, what does Donald Trump say? Mm-hmm. Well, he was on with Hannity. They did a town hall thing. It was actually, I think, pre-recorded the previous night, I, I believe, in Davenport, Iowa. Anyway, it aired last night on Hannity, and they had a town hall discussion. And one of the things that came up was um, about, you know, Biden even getting, uh, you know, some tough talk from his Democrat colleagues concerned about him struggling cognitively. Trump said, I personally don't think he makes it, okay? I I haven't said that. I'm saving it for this big town hall. I've never really said that. I personally don't think he makes it. Uh, I think he's in bad shape physically. And uh, then he joked about a previous incident when Biden said he'd like to take Trump to the back of the barn. Oh, Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He sounded all tough. He says, yeah, Biden would fall over if I simply blew on him. I personally don't think he makes it physically. I watched him at the beach. He wasn't able to lift a beach chair, which is meant for children to lift. And mentally, I would say he's possibly equally as bad, meaning mm-hmm. mentally like a child. Yeah. And maybe even worse. Wow. Mm. Uh, and then he got some attention. And oh, I, no. I, I clearly get it. I think it's funny. But um, Hannity was trying to lay out what the recent Democrat talking point was. You're going to turn into a, a dictator. And, right. and he says, well, will you pledge to never abuse power as retribution against anybody? And Trump said, except for day one, I want to close the border and I want to drill, drill, drill. <laughs> oh, there you go. Hannity said, well, that that's not retribution. Mm-hmm. And Trump said, oh, I love this guy. And Hannity said, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? And he said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. Clearly, everyone gets it. You, do you get it? Of course you do. He's, he's not joking about closing the border. He's not joking about drilling. But of course he's joking about the dictator thing, he's making fun of the lefties who are so weak and can't make a convincing argument for you to vote Democrat that they have to talk crazy talk and say that if Trump is given you know, another four years, it'll turn into a dictatorship. What is that based on? Nothing. Not history. Desperation. Well, well, they keep pulling this line, too. Well, he's going to be coming after all of his enemies. You need to go back to the whole Hillary thing. 
He did not. In fact, he said he, he wanted to move on and get past that That's and right. not deal with that. Well, even though he, he could have. on, yeah, yes. She was guilty of all kinds of stuff. So historically, that's just garbage. But 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 here it is. Biden's campaign manager just couldn't oh, no. help herself, Julie Chavez Rodriguez. Yeah. She blasted Trump over the comments, saying in a release. It actually came out in a release. Okay. Donald Trump has been telling us exactly what he will do if he's reelected, and tonight... He will be a dictator oh. on day one, and Americans should believe him. It is clearly a joke. Wow. He he spelled it out in clearly. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to drill, 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 and I'm going to close the border uh, on day one. But other than that, you know, I'm not going to be a dictator. But they'll twist it, turn it, all that kind of thing. Yeah, he's going to be a dictator day yeah. one. Right. It is. Oh, my. It, it, these people are completely unhinged. They are desperate. They literally will say anything. It doesn't have to have any connection with reality or the truth at all. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Kind of like when men win bicycling championships. Mm. It's only the women's division. No reality. We've got that story. We've got a whole lot of stories. We've got uh, plenty coming your way on 97.3 The Sky. News. Israel, the Hamas terrorists. On the go. Iran, China, Russia, North Korea. We gotta stop this spending. Speaker of the House. You wanna get Trump at any cost? Sky News. Anywhere you are. Downloaded the app. Now I can stay in the know. And hear the sky crystal clear everywhere. I like that it's local. GRU. Education freedom. Download it now. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Love the app. I listen on the go. Easy to get my news. Because they're a lot more convenient. This. Inflation. Bidenomics. Is news talk. Sell access to Joe Biden. 97.3. The Sky. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And welcome. Hour number two begins. It is 7.07. And you're tuned to The Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Happy hump day, Trump day. Top stories debate tonight without Trump. He did the town hall, and uh, they played it last night, Hannity. And we'll dig into some of that as we have uh, previously last hour. But we'll uh, we'll dig into that again. Also, one of the top stories is Biden, Joe, that is, in his alias email accounts. Yep, mm. information beginning to trickle in, and indeed, these highlight the family business. Yes, and it looks like a smoking gun to me, but again, we're talking about powerful people, Washington, D.C. Let's not get our hopes too high. No. But... It's pretty um, undeniable. The oh, evidence. Yeah. yeah. It's true. But and, what will come of it? But, but you know what? Maybe Joe Biden's good deeds will overcome the sins of his past. Yeah. Building electric chargers <laughs> everywhere he goes, like Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> going across the... Like, like uh. Jimmy Carter building homes for Habitat. Uh-huh. Joe Biden, instead of serving another four years, clearly... 
He should retire Mm -hmm. and begin to commence on a business that should have been taken care of already, which is upgrading the charging apparatus and infrastructure of our nation. Congress, and even bipartisan Congress and Senate, passed it. Yeah, we might not be all keen and crazy about your mandate and push for electric vehicles, but one way or another, they are growing in popularity. They are becoming more of a demand. Now you're going to shove them down everybody's throat. So, yeah, people are going to want a way to charge those vehicles. So they agreed to spend $7.5 billion. This happened in 2021, folks. We're almost at 2024. This happened early on, right? They agreed to spend $7.5 billion. They would have built tens of thousands of electric vehicle chargers across the country. There's only one problem. They have not built a single one of them. Not one. Okay. Not one. But the at, money's there. At least Solyndra oh, built wow. like five or six solar panels, you know, <laughs> before, before they, you know, dumped Folded. out and yeah, gave right. money to their donors and then closed, uh, closed up shop. I mean, yeah. at least they made a couple of panels. I mean, come on, make an effort. So what's Joe think we're going to be uh, plugging in around the country with all these electric cars he's going to make us drive? He doesn't really care. Well, that's a good point. He's got a Corvette. He doesn't care. Well, no, because he's probably going to be plugged into some apparatus Uh, uh, that's going to keep him alive. Well, he better work on this infrastructure then, just in case. Not a single charger funded by the bipartisan infrastructure law has come online, and odds are they will not be able to start powering Americans' vehicles uh, until at least, yeah, I mean, 2024 at least. But that's like a month away. For those of you who yes. look at calendars once in a while. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, let's go to the Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. And good morning, Tim. Uh, hey, how you doing, Bob and Greg? Hey. Um, the thing that's really crazy to me is that they've had this laptop from Biden, uh, Hunter Biden, for four years now. And the FBI has basically had all this information. They could have been investigating it. They haven't. And all this stuff keeps trickling out. Oh, wow, now we've got aliases. Four years later, okay? I bet you any money they aren't going to do anything even before the election just to protect Biden again. So that means two election cycles that this this jerk gets a total pass from the FBI. And I don't know if you heard yesterday in the the thing, too, um, they were questioning the FBI director, Ray, and he said, well, you know, we couldn't have let anything go that close to an election it could have it could have swung an election and he goes well ted cruz made well you not doing it may have swung the election so it's okay to suppress in for the truth but they even let the cia directors put out a bs uh letter oh yeah so it's amazing how they that they uh fbi and ray has such an hypocrite in affecting an election one way or the other. Anyway, I'll, I'll let you go. Have a great day. No, great stuff, Tim. They've weaponized aspects of the government. Yep. As long as you have this attorney general in there, um, nothing is going to come via the DOJ in terms of being hurtful uh, toward President Biden. I can tell you that. But we do have these oversight committees and the recent uh, emails they were coming through the House Ways and Means Committee. So from that perspective, then you get the House on board. They move toward impeachment. 
But again, is anything really actionable going to occur? Uh, the odds are stacked against justice when it comes to being meted out against the Biden family. Uh, here's what I have. For nearly a decade, Joe Biden used multiple email aliases to send hundreds of messages to his son, Hunter's former business partner. This is according to the uh, impeachment inquiry into the president uh, held by the um, Republican-led House Committee, House Ways and Means. The 11-page log of emails sent received by Joe Biden between 2010 and 2019 uh, was obtained uh, by the uh, metadata that was provided by the IRS whistleblowers, Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler. During that nine-year period, Joe Biden used pseudonyms such as Robinware456, JRBware, uh, Robert L. Peters, to correspond back and forth with his son and other family members, and also with Hunter's former business partner, Eric Schwerin. Joe Biden fired off or was privy to 327 emails with Schwerin. Wow. He's the founding partner and managing director of Hunter's defunct Rosemont Seneca Partners firm. They had their mm-hmm. hands in a lot of deals. Now, of those emails, 54 were exclusively between Joe Biden and Schwerin. Exclusively. Uh, I don't get involved in my son's business. <laughs> you got so involved in your son's business that you even cut him out of being copied on 54 emails. Whoops. With his managing partner. Wow. That's amazing. The committee also found 38 emails that were sent from the White House to a Joe Biden shadow account with Hunter copied on those messages. The House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Jason Smith, Republican from Missouri, noted that several of the emails were exchanged during times when the then-Vice President Biden traveled to Ukraine while Hunter sat on the board of Ukrainian energy company Burisma. Vice President Biden appears to have treated Air Force Two like a corporate jet. Traveling to Ukraine and Mexico to advance Hunter Biden's business interests, Smith said this in a statement. Evidence from today's documents show right around the time of international trips like those to Ukraine, Joe Biden was emailing his son and his son's business partner from private email accounts using aliases while vice president. Before a June 2014 visit to Ukraine, Joe Biden and Schwerin had only exchanged five emails. Um, But after the trip, Joe and Schwerin emailed 27 times. Wow. Joe Biden, Hmm. of course, famously bragged to the Council on Foreign Relations in 2018 that during a December 2015 trip to Kiev, he threatened to withhold a billion dollars in foreign aid for Ukraine if then-Prosecutor General Viktor Shokin wasn't fired. And you remember, Uh, yeah, he said, son of a gun, I came back. And they fired him. Uh huh. He told the story in his own words. Joe Biden did. I mean, this stuff is yep. damning for sure, but it's Joe Biden. And there's a lot of weasels that are all wrapped up in the governmental uh, system, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, and that bugs me. Oh. Now it's your turn. What's bugging you? 716 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. What's bugging you is next. We'll take your calls. It's brought to you by Florida Pest Control, the only bugs they can't control. 
our litter bugs, but call in now. What's bugging you? 877-975-9825. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. What's bugging you? What's wrong with this picture? Brought to you by Florida Pest Control. I'm really upset about it. 877-W-SKY-TALK. I, for one, am tired of it. Call now. 97.3 The Sky. Welcome, my friends. Yep, it's another day in paradise, 721 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Time for you to call in, air it out, get it off your chest. We call it What's Bugging You? Because it's brought to you by Florida Pest Control. The only bugs they can't control are litter bugs. Don't be one of those. But call in now, 877-975-9825. Good morning, Tater. What's bugging you? Hey, good morning, fellow election denier. Thanks for taking my call. Bob, you're talking about it. Greg's talking about it. I'm talking about it, but nobody else is. Half of the media, about 90% of the media actually, is denying all of this. Therefore, half the country have no clue of what we're talking about this morning and how corrupt Biden administration is, aided by our corrupt Justice Department and the FBI. And they still haven't fixed the election system, so they're going to continue to put evil people back into office, and all of that is bugging me. But, Bob, the topic of conversation is, for you guys and all of us, are we too far gone? Has the corrupt media, the Justice Department, the FBI gotten so deep that it's uncorrectable? And thanks for taking my call. Well, that's deep. I don't know. Like I said, I had a conversation with my cousin. He was former Secret Service, and he said, I think this might be our point of no return. And Mm. he's generally very, a very optimistic person. So I didn't like to hear that. No. 877-975-9825. No, I mean, there's remedies for that. I don't want to talk further about that on the air, but there are some remedies uh, when things are in this condition Mm -hmm. that the Founding Fathers have outlined for us. Um, so think about that. And let's go to Tony. What's bugging you? Well, Senator Dick Durbin's bugging me, Bob. Yesterday, he actually is calling for illegal aliens to come into the military to be granted citizenship. All they have to do, Bob, is pass physical. That's what he said. Now, here we are. This is We've been talking about this. All these people coming to this country, all these different foreign nationals, whether it's Russia, China, Iran, you fill in the blank. All these people now heard that. And they're saying, hmm, I'll sign up. And maybe that was the plan. He forgot that the reason the military is in such dire straits is because they ran them out. They didn't want to take the experimental vax. And now he's offering this citizenship with military service. That scared me to the bone. Well, first of all, we've had those kinds of programs in line for a long time. And they're great programs. Now, is he talking about expanding on those things? Is he talking about maybe changing uh, the way the background checks and other things work, uh, changing and uh, the process to some extent, because it has been very effective uh, in many ways. But it's got to be, you know, controlled. There has to be oversight, et cetera. And, but as soon as you said Dick Durbin, you know what mm. I thought of? He's the one who's preventing the release of the log manifest of who was on the Epstein flights. Mm-hmm. Who was it? Was it Marsha Blackburn? Senator, somebody was asking for those, yep. and he denied them. Why would he do that? I mean, other than the fact that, you know, he's sleazy scum from you know, Illinois. Well, other than that. Other than that. Yeah. Good morning, Sue. What's bugging you? 
Many things bug me, but one thing I wanted to add about the um, Eric Shorwin guy, mm-hmm. he isn't just a managing co-partner, he's the money guy. So he's behind all the money, so that's why Biden would really be talking to him, in my humble opinion. Almost uh, Another thing that bothers me is how many people are related or sleeping with or married to or involved with other people in D.C. It's just a big cesspool. It's always the same people that are involved in all the same things. Mm-hmm. Just like that Robert Kagan guy who just wrote an article, I believe he works for the Washington Post. He wrote an article about Trump being a dictator, blah, blah, blah. But he's married to Victoria Newland. I mean, you can just find there's so many like that in D.C. That's what's bugging me today. I just look, that, that's a great point, and that has been going on for... A yeah. long time. We've talked about a few of those. You've got media people, then you've got politicians, and... Andrea Mitchell's <laughs> married to Alan Greenspan. Uh, Not that he's in a position of power anymore, right, but, but the lines get more than just blurred, for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and uh, how many of these are relationships or marriages of expediency, convenience? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll help you climb the ladder. Sure. I'll help you... Uh, back and forth, scratch my back, you scratch yours, whatever. Um, yeah, but it has been going on a long time. All, yeah. I, all you can do really is you, you try to expose it. Some of that even came out during the Russia, Russia, Russia thing. I'm trying to think of somebody that was involved in, you know, making some of that stuff up mm-hmm. had a spouse high up in in government power, an entrenched right. bureaucrat. I'll, I'll have to uh, dig the story out and refresh my own memory, and I'll share it with you. Uh, in the meantime, though, yeah, what many people are referring to on the What's Bugging You, if you're just tuning in, welcome. Uh, this is Joe Biden and using multiple email aliases and uh, one of the House committees obtaining this through the uh, House Ways and Means Committee through the whistleblowers, Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler. These are the guys that worked for the IRS. And it turns out during a nine-year period, Joe Biden used pseudonyms so that he could unofficially converse with lots of people, including other family members, his mm-hmm. son, and White uh, and Hunter's former business partner, Eric Schwerin, where just uh, just now, you know, one of our callers, Sue, she said, uh, he's not just like a, like a managing partner. He is the big money behind that, what was Rosemont Seneca. Well, considering that Joe's always concerned about his portion, you know, being the big guy, he's going to want to talk to the money guy. He do not want to talk to some no. low-level flunky. No. That's that's on the same level of his, as that's his son. son. Yeah, right. But hopefully uh, not doing as much crack. Yeah. It is 728. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is in the house. Thanks for participating in What's Bugging You, brought to you by Florida Pest Control. And don't go anywhere, because coming up in about 30 minutes, we're going to talk to Congresswoman Kat Kamek right here on 97.3 The Sky. 735 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. And your time check? That's brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. It's a happy hump day, Trump day. Top stories tonight, the debate, uh, well, without Trump. Hmm. And also, uh, Joe Biden and his aliases and the emails that are coming to light. Uh, I knew a bit about it. I, I think some people who really follow things did. But they're actually exposing it in greater detail. This could be a smoking gun 
But there's the big if. If, yeah, the law is actually applied, if things are followed through on, et cetera. But uh, we're talking about uh, President Joe Biden. Yeah. Okay. Um, So you've got that going on. Also, I want to make sure that you download your Odyssey app because I don't want you to miss our conversation with Congresswoman Kat Kamek or any of the other great segments that we do. So download A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey, the app, and then search for 97.3 The Sky, and that'll get you started, and, and you won't miss anything. You take us everywhere and look up podcasts, etc. One of the things I want to ask her about, even though this was done in a Senate judiciary hearing, this is reverbing around, actually, the world. And it's the testimony of FBI Director Christopher hmm. Ray yeah. saying the terror threat level facing the U.S. has reached an unprecedented level or levels because they have several different kind of a, a matrix of threats and stuff. Uh, after the October 7th attack on Israel, he has never seen it like this, he said. What I would say that is unique about the environment that we're in right now, this is uh, Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI, uh, in my career is that while there may have been times over the years where individual threats could have been higher here or there uh, than where they're at right now, I've never seen a time where all the threats or so many of the threats are all elevated all at exactly the same time. Hmm. When he said that uh, yesterday, and I was I was watching, and and when he said that, I got to tell you, um, the hairs on the back of my neck stood up mm-hmm. because right when he was saying that, you know what? You know what I thought about honestly? What? The incredibly wide open southern border oh, that we have. Yes. And I thought you've got all these warnings. Could be all different groups doing all different things. What if they either work in concert with each other? these disparate groups that want to do harm or damage to the U.S., whether they work alone or separately, or they engage in copycat activities or other things, I mean, we really could have a huge mess on our hands Mm -hmm. because the Biden administration has let, quite frankly, just too many people in, too many that are uh, unverified. Uh, They caught some that were like on the terror watch list. Those, Those are the the ones they caught. Yeah. None of the accounting that is done in terms of people, you have no idea who you didn't catch. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, maybe I'm wrong on this theory, but I would think the nastier the element, the more training that they have, uh, the least likely they are to be detectable if they don't want to be detected. Because they're good. See, I, I, my brain went down the same road. And the other thing that I thought was, wow, what a contrast between commanders in chief of what went on during the Trump administration versus all these, you know, lights flashing now all around the world at the same time. What's the commonality? A weak leadership. Weak leadership, which is not a new concept, folks. You could go back to Sun Tzu and the art of war. If you want to stay out of war, you must appear twice as strong as your enemy. The U.S. has convincingly done that for the most part for a very long time. Mm -hmm. But our enemies, like anybody else's enemies, they smell the weakness and they'll yep. prey upon it. And that's precisely what they're doing. And it doesn't leave me with a good feeling at all. Yeah. Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines and Donnie, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Bob. Yeah, I get your point on not having a good feeling about that. Um, but let's face it, Christopher Ray is nothing but a liar. Okay. 
this guy's up there covering his butt yesterday. That was a job security uh, hearing for him. Uh, you can't, there's no way we can do without a guy like Christopher Ray. Why didn't somebody ask him, who is the one who briefed Mark Zuckerberg that there might be some Russian disinfo about Hunter Biden in October before the election? He didn't want to interfere with the election, he said yesterday, yeah. when John Kennedy um, was questioning him. Didn't want to, so close to an election, didn't want to comment on mm-hmm. it. And everybody was saying it was Russian disinfo. The guy is nothing but a liar. And if whoever, if a Republican gets back in, he should be shown the door immediately. Look, 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 look. He didn't have time to look at all the bells and whistles and the warning lights that were blinking, 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 because he already knew about some warning lights. Those crazy, crazy people that were showing up at school board meetings looking at their children's curriculum and being upset and outraged by it. Remember those? Domestic terrorists. Ain't got time for no foreign terrorists. Ah, domestic terrorists showing up at school board meetings. Yeah. Bob, Bob those are called parents. Oh! Man. Okay. How well, can that, they get that so wrong? Oh, yeah. how could they? I know. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to uh, Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. Chip, you're on the air. Hey, I was wondering about this. Uh, we had a couple of callers ago was talking about, you know, the Democrats let all their all their stuff out, and we can't even get our much news out. Why don't we have our own TV station, one in the whole country, just at least one, about the truth, what's going on here? Hmm. Well, you know, there's um, a lot of different broadcasts that are covering of the more, um, I don't know, middle and, and conservative viewpoints. Although Fox has maybe dropped the ball on, yeah. you know, on, on a lot of it. On a week lately. Well, Laura Ingram is still, in my opinion, she's still on top of it. Jesse has given it a try. He's not there yet, but uh, he's good. And then, uh, what, Tucker's still got some things uh-huh. that I think he's working on. You've got, uh, you know, other out. you get the Newsmax stuff. Right. You, you've got outlets. You just have to, it, it's, it's more work for you. You know, yeah. the yeah, lefties definitely have the monopoly when it comes to the main, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, New York Times. So, yeah, they uh, they have a lot of uh, weapons, shall we say, at their disposal. And if you want to fight fire with fire, yeah, it's not that easy. Yeah. Well, you do have the advantage here, though, with talk radio. I mean, they mm-hmm. try to compete and do the lefty version. What was it? Air America. Yeah, wow. there was a lot of air there. Most content was uh, <clears throat> gaseous uh, substance coming from uh, the far side of the moon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it didn't stand up. It didn't hold up. It wasn't, it was not entertaining, not informing. And um, in most cases, just <laughs> wasn't very truthful or honest either. Yeah. All right. Davis Kingsville Chevrolet Skylines. Tom, you're on the air. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you about the different news outlets, but I think the big problem is if, if you talk to a lot of people, and you talk to a lot of people, all of our friends on the left, they have absolutely no idea what we're talking about. So if we bring up anything from Biden collusion to this, it's like we're, we're talking in, in gibberish from mm-hmm. Mars or something like that. And, uh, you know, if we're on Fox, yeah, it's, it's probably center-right. But it's at least we get a little bit more of an idea of what everybody else is thinking. But I'm always shocked when I speak to anybody who's a Democrat because they have absolutely no idea. They think everything's great and they think the economy is acceptable. And that's what has me really worried. 
And the thing that has me really worried these days is we're going all in for Trump, who I absolutely love. And I think as soon as he's our official candidate and DeSantis is gone and Haley's gone, I think they're going to drop something and they're going to drive his numbers down. And we're going to be really screwed in the long run. And they've got all this down to a science. I think they've got a game plan and they're going to execute it. And our heads are in the cloud with Trump because he's fantastic. But I think he's flawed, and we're going to really pay for it. Anyway, guys, let me think what you say about that. Thank you. Hey, uh, appreciate the input and the call. Um, yeah, your point about uh, Trump, do they have? Do the Democrats have a game plan? Look, they've got a game plan no matter what, and they're going to get out the vote. Yep. And that means every means possible, uh, some above board, some in a gray area, and some uh, – Quite frankly, nasty and illegal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, can you say, you know, ballot harvesting? Yeah. So, yeah, they've got a plan no matter who the candidate is for the Republicans for sure. My concern maybe hinges on the actual safety of, of Trump himself. Mm. That's how yeah. desperate the left is now. That's, That's scary how, thought. You know, yeah. un- unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Yep. We're going to talk to Congresswoman Kat Kamek coming up in just a little bit. It's 745, and as far as who's going to drop out and when, tonight there's uh, the GOP debate, the four besides Trump. And we'll see uh, who's going to make it through that debate, who'll still be standing at the end of the day or night or whatever. All right? You're listening to News Talk 97.3 The Sky. Sean Hannity. Their plan has got to be to remove Gaza as a launching pad forever. Weekdays, 3 p.m. The longer this continues, there's not going to be much to return to in Gaza. On 97.3 The Sky. Good morning and welcome. You're tuned to The Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Live and loco, baby. It's 751. Thank you for tuning in. Greg, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Thank you. Both uh, operating on low sleep. And yes, we're absolutely using that as an excuse oh, yeah. if we fail in any way, shape, or form, absolutely. which is so rare, but it could happen. And if it does today, yeah. it is not our fault. No. Sleep deprivation is real, people. It is. I said, wake up. Stop it. Does <laughs> that remind you like a substitute teacher? Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, you students, pay attention. We had one when I was in like third grade, and she her thing was she would stop her foot. And one particular, because you know, St. Louis old city school, hardwood floors, you know that whole routine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so one day, she didn't think about what she was wearing. She had these really soft soled shoes on. So she stomped her foot, and there was like no noise, and the the class just burst oh. out laughing. And she had to as well because it was funny. Right? It's like, like she yeah. went to make the stomping yes. noise, and there was no noise. It was that great. I just it. remember uh, a teacher I had uh, class. Oh no. Class. That sounds like a cartoon. Class. It is. It's a Cheech and Chong skit. Oh. Sister Mary Elephant. Oh, but mm. see, you know, that's Pretty your, dated that's your world, but, you know, movies, TV. Well, it, no, it was Mike Stein got the album because he was like four years older than us. He was oh, a next door neighbor. Oh, the album. Okay, so, yeah, he had the talking. album and we'd play it in the garage. Oof. And, uh, mm. yeah, exposing uh, young minds to that um, pretty funny <laughs> oh, humor, actually. Lifestyle. Class. Yeah. Class. Sister Mary Elephant. Okay. Cheech and Chong. Wow. Check it out. It's probably YouTube somewhere, I'm sure, right? Everything, Everything else is. is. Yeah. 
Congresswoman Kat Kamek is going to join us at approximately 8.05. Make sure you stay tuned for that. I'm going to ask her about Director Ray and what he said. Oh, all the bells and whistles, all the lights are going up, terrorism. Uh, and we didn't get to this part when we were talking about the director and possibly his shortcomings. But And that is... Maybe he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. Maybe he is supposed to say, hey, look over here. Look at all these shiny lights blinking, literally. Yeah. Look at all these lights blinking. And not look at, oh, look at these Biden emails that are surfacing where he used aliases, which definitely shows a direct link to Hunter's businesses. I mean, there's no doubt. So maybe it's to keep people from talking or thinking about that, perhaps. But, you know, if you put that aside... What he was saying was very concerning. All right, and then and I'm going to ask her about that. And then tonight, is there going to be fireworks? Yeah, there's a debate. It's a little four. You know, you got the big one and the little four. Mm-hmm. And the little four are going to get together. And I've got a feeling that Governor DeSantis and former Governor Haley oh, yeah. are going to get into yes. some backbiting, hair-pulling uh, you know, bite your thumb off kind of thing, a thumb in your eye. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty serious. The presidential campaign of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is attacking former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley uh, over a report that Democrat mega donor Reed Hoffman gave $250,000 to a PAC supporting her presidential bid. A Democrat. <gasps> a Democrat. Mm. According to a report from the New York Times, Hoffman, who co-founded LinkedIn, two hundred fifty grand to someone like that. Come on, pocket change. Uh, anyway, his team checked prior to giving the donation, and the PAC agreed to accept the money despite Hoffman's support of President Biden. Hmm. Far from Hoffman's first time giving to causes viewed as anti-Trump, he financially supported E. Jean Carroll's lawsuit against the former president as well. That was another witch hunt. Bizarre. Mm-hmm. They actually changed the law so that they could make Trump look bad. It's wow. Just, yeah, that's where it's headed. But we are headed toward a conversation with Congresswoman Kat Kamek. You definitely want to stick around for that. And don't forget to download the Odyssey app. That way, if you do forget or miss an interview, you don't have to miss it. A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey, download it, and then search 97.3 The Sky. You'll have access to interviews, podcasts, and more. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Trending right now on The Sky. Getting all the hostages released with special attention to Americans. From the river to the sea means there is no Israel. This rise in hate is the danger many Jewish people fear most. As it happens. Telling horror stories about their captivity. Nearly 160 remain. The news station. Following the money and the facts. Impeachment. Joe Biden is compromised and unfit to leave. All the news you need for your day. Tell your smart speaker to play 97.3 The Sky. Good morning and welcome. Hour number three begins. It is 8.06 Time Check. Brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. It's a happy hump day, Trump day, and a debate tonight without Trump. The other four will be there. Will it get whittled down further? I think there will be some fireworks, especially between former Governor Haley and our current Governor Ron DeSantis. I think there's, uh, it'll come to blows. Well, you know, word-wise. Yeah. And, uh, well, 
Let's get to it because uh, we've got our Congresswoman Kat Kamek on the line. And good morning, Kat. How you doing? Hey, good morning, fellas. Just heading out to my first meeting of the day. Oh my goodness! I know you. You you're always on the run, so we'll get right to it. <laughs> Is there a tie between some of the foreign cash that's coming in to our college campuses and some of these protests? Are they less organic uh, than we than we think they are? Yeah, you know, I think that's a real problem that we have to pay attention to. When you think about the millions of dollars of foreign money coming into our universities. It's not just influencing the activities of students on campus, for example, like we've seen. And at my office in Gainesville, we've had two pro-Hamas protests at my office. In fact, they left me messages um, because they didn't want to protest when police were there. And my thought was, well, if you have nothing to hide, if you have nothing uh, that you're doing wrong, why would police presence bother you? But apparently that was a problem for them. But we've now been able to track some of the money that these pro-Hamas groups have been receiving to people like George Soros and some foreign entities. But beyond that, when you look at the curriculum and some of the things that are being taught on campus, some of the sympathies that may be um, elicited on campus, you're seeing where you have Middle Eastern countries paying millions of dollars in gifts to universities. So we actually had a, uh, a bill yesterday that was introduced. It's called the Deterrent Act, and it really cracks down on all the foreign cash that's flowing into our universities. And, of course, we know that college campuses today are very much a training ground for community activists that tend to be exceptionally liberal, the organizers uh, that, that tend to, once they graduate, get involved in more and more of the liberal left activities. So I think it's really important that we crack down on all that foreign cash being infused into the university system. There was a uh, House Committee on Education and the Workforce the other day, and and a couple of uh, university presidents were there, uh, University of Pennsylvania, along with uh, uh, Harvard, Claudine Gay. And, you know, when really push comes to shove and talk about free speech and hate speech and all of that, Um, They try to say something along the lines of, well, it depends on the context and whether the speech turns into conduct that is actually killing Jews, which is ridiculous because if you're on a college campus saying, um, you know, let's go string up black people, that's going to be hate speech and it's going to be stopped. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, it should not be difficult. It should not be controversial for anyone, including and especially a university president to unequivocally condemn anti-Semitism. Violence against anyone is wrong. And for them to stutter and, and, and really struggle to answer basic questions at this hearing yesterday, that really speaks volumes of how far we have slipped away from just basic human decency. And I'm really, really concerned the fact that the Harvard University president had no problem with students on their campus standing there calling for an act of genocide of an entire people. The whole notion that the the saying of the, from the river to the sea mm-hmm. is anything but a call for extreme violence is absurd. And I think you saw it point blank, you know, Elise Stefanik, she said mm-hmm. in the hearing that it was absolutely shameful to put her on the record 
and asked her, "Can you will you condemn this? It's absurd that she couldn't. There should have been a very quick, easy, yes, that is wrong, I condemn this. Props to Ben Sass at University of Florida. Immediately after the October 7th attack, he put out a statement that was very clear, no gray area, said he would stand up for the Jewish students on campus. And of course, as you know, Bob, we have the largest Jewish student body in America at University of Florida. And so this was really, really important that we were leading in that front. But University of Pennsylvania, uh, NYU, Stanford, Harvard, Princeton, UCLA, shame on them for them having any sort of space, any sort of gray area where they will actually say, "Ah, you know, it's wrong, but, or, you know, the whole ceasefire thing, Mm -hmm. sexual violence is, is terrible, but unacceptable, no gray area, full stop. Right on. Uh, I agree with that. And they're inconsistent. The left is once again this time, you know, you can limit free speech because of its conservative speech or pro-life speech or something. Oh, there's just really no need for that. They're, they're, they clearly will limit free speech or dialogue on college campuses and not think a thing of it. But all of a sudden now well, you wouldn't want to interfere with the free speech of somebody calling for genocide. So once again, the left's very inconsistent in their approach. Yeah, I mean, and, and think about this, Bob. We now have on TikTok a bunch of, I'm just going to call them morons, people that are saying, oh, I read Osama bin Laden's letter to America and I'm shook. I am absolutely blown away. You know, I now understand why they did what they did on 9-11. In fact, they were justified because they have been oppressed. This is all around the same age group, the same demographic. And it is the continual perpetuation of victimhood that is taught on the college campuses. It is the notion that there is always going to be an oppressor that is holding you down. And that is the mindset that we have to break in this country because that is what is pulling us further and further to the left in every aspect of our society. And so it's that whole dependency and control victimhood mentality that we're trying to break. And it's one step at a time one bite at a time when we're trying to eat the so-called elephant yeah. in the room. And, and, and some of these things that they're following or supporting wouldn't even allow them, if they were to be you know, uh, put forward in our country, wouldn't allow them to even have the protest or the free speech. They, they don't even get it from the, the very beginning. But I do want to ask you this before we go. Um, yeah. More light is being shed and more exposed on the Biden pseudonym emails. House Ways and Means yeah. Committee was exposing it via the IRS whistleblowers. Uh, what's your thought on these, what I would consider pretty damning emails? Exactly that, Bob. These are damning pieces of evidence that further confirm what we have suspected all along that Biden was pay for play, and he is compromised. He had foreign cash going into his coffers, and he was selling influence in the White House. And, of course, the Robert L. Peters um, name that was used, Mm -hmm. the executive privilege that um, uh, Obama has refused to give up, we know that there is some really explicit examples of where there was business being conducted under the name that they claim was used for personal emails with family. We know that to be false because he was doing, we have uh, several hundred emails that prove he was doing business under that name. And so again, all the more reason we have to get the thousands and thousands 
of pages of documents that we know they're holding on to. That's why the impeachment inquiry vote is coming up next week is going to be very important because it takes another excuse off the table as to why we cannot have access to those documents. If they have nothing to hide, they should have no problem turning that over to our body. Well, you've got those emails. You've got James uh, Comer's, uh, the bank records that he has pulled together from the Biden family business, et cetera. It seems like... uh, uh, I'm no lawyer, but uh, it looks like the building of a case, but uh, it is the president of the United States. We know there's going to be more than a pothole or two on the way to an impeachment, if there even is one. Uh, Congresswoman, always appreciate your time. Uh, stay safe uh, up there in D.C. Appreciate you guys. Have a great one. Talk to you next week. All right. Congresswoman Kat Kamek on The Bob Rose Show. Always appreciate that. We still have a ton of stuff we want to get to, including... Uh, Tonight, will we see one or two candidates drop out of the GOP race? Mm. Hmm. We'll uh, we'll shed some light on that coming up on News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Mark Levin. I want to issue a national, if not international, warning to our Israeli friends. Joe Biden is betraying you. And Anthony Blinken is betraying you. Six weeknights on 97.3 The Sky. Good morning. Welcome. 821. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. And your time check is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Top stories tonight, debate. And then there were four other than the guy... Way ahead. <laughs> yeah. More on that coming up. Also, uh, Joe Biden's emails via this alias that was exposed a while ago by the whistleblowers uh, from the IRS. Well, uh, this stuff really does highlight the family business. I mean, there, there's no denying it. So how will most of the media treat this story? The left mm. of center media, they'll just pretend like that never happened at the House Ways and Means Committee, maybe never even had a meeting and expose this. We'll see. But tonight on stage, you've got four hopefuls. Uh, you've got Governor Nikki Haley, former governor, I should say, our Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. You've got New Jersey uh, Governor Chris Christie. And then you've got the uh, anti-woke businessman, Vivek Ramaswamy. Is anybody going to drop after this thing? And a lot of it, well, there's poll numbers and there is donations mm-hmm. so there you go. poll numbers yep. and money numbers it, it's it is that simple if you don't have the funding you really can't continue you don't have a staff you can't right. run ads you it's just uh you know the the return will diminish as the money diminishes etc so sure. need to get the interest of people but you know large donors unfortunately if you want to stay in the race. And that's where it gets a little tricky because apparently a large Democrat donor just gave to Nikki Haley's campaign. Look for Governor DeSantis to really go after her on that. Oh, yeah. So there could be some highlights because I believe his campaign has also accepted some maybe similar, some Democrat money. And so they'll they'll go back and forth on that sure. one. That'll be interesting. But at the end of the day, I don't know, can all four continue to hang I mean, Ramaswamy, mm. I guess if he's, you know, digging into his own cash, right. he could probably hang it, really, maybe as long as he wants to. But um, without certain numbers and certain criteria and standards, they don't allow you to make the the, the big stage. So, 
Christie's uh, donors mm. called and said, look, we're going to continue to support you, but we're not going to pay for the buffet. <laughs> to which Chris Christie said, well, then I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, the only reason he's even around at all. Oh, man. This whiny, snivelly little baby. He's like, oh. he's not even tough enough to be a bully. And when I say that, no. um, I mean, a real, you know, a bully is not tough, but they put up the facade. Mm-hmm. He's so weak, Christy is. How weak is he? He's so weak, he can't even put up a tough guy facade. <laughs> well, yeah. Do you know what I mean? He can't. Yeah. In other words, he when, he tries, when he tries to be yeah. a tough guy, you just look at him like, is yeah. that coming out of your mouth? Because, and I'm not just making a comment about his weight, just him, he's, he's somebody that you would definitely say is soft. Yes. He's soft. And so when somebody who is soft tries to play it tough, yeah, it's it's um, it's kind of amusing, actually. I mean, it's his only reason for being. You know what I mean? When he reads Rick Warren's book, at the end of it, he goes, "Oh, I'm here to glorify myself and uh, and uh, try to slam Trump." Wow, really? You want that on your headstone? Is that going to be it? Is that what you did? I tried to stop Donald J. Trump from becoming uh, a dictator. And already the news, even Fox, is kind of butchering that that soundbite up a little bit. Yeah. With with uh, Trump saying, yeah, I'd be a dictator for one day. Chop. To drill, 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 and, yeah. you know, and to make the border strong again. But that's what would yeah. happen. The editing would make it sound like, yes, I'm going to be a dictator uh, for one day or something. Mm-hmm. He was totally joking. Everybody got the point. But yeah. then again, people aren't tuned in directly. They get everything through a filter. Choose your filters wisely. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. And Jerry, you're on the air. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. This, these debates have uh, fewer and fewer participants and uh, mm-hmm. people watching. And uh, it seems the RNC would have a lot better ways to spend money since we really know who the nominee is. But uh, I'm just, I don't understand. It seems to be the anyone but Trump part of the GOP. The Rona McDaniel's uncle there, Mitt, just admitted he'd vote for a Democrat before he'd vote for Trump. So I'm suspicious of the whole thing. You know, that, that's a good point. I forgot yeah. that uh, they are related by marriage, Rona McDaniel and Mitt Romney. I, I forget that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it is true. And, yeah, you have to wonder... I know it's not a perfect world, and everybody's got their own opinions, and they have their person that they want to see win. But as you see things starting to line up now, there's no catching Trump. There's no catching him. Um, there's nothing damaging that could come out where his supporters, because I'm one of them, <laughs> is going to say, you know, that's it. That's the last straw. It's just not going to happen. The more they go after him, the more I'm dug in I am and everybody else who supports him. So why doesn't uh, the RNC, why don't they count their blessings and be happy that they have a true and real viable candidate who has already done the job, who already knows where a lot of the skeletons are, and, and he is extremely popular already. You don't have to try to uh, push a newbie in there. Yeah, they should all solidify and rally around Trump, but... Yeah, there's egos and other interests involved, isn't there? Let's go to the Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. Lars from Mars, you're on the air. Good morning, Bob. Uh, you mentioned uh, poll numbers. 
You mentioned donor money numbers. There's one big number, though, that's going to be the biggest obstacle of all to all four of these people, and that's the Trump numbers. Have a good morning. Yeah. The There's Trump that. numbers. Mm-hmm. They could be huge. Did I wish everyone a happy hump day, Trump day? I did, but if you didn't hear it, that's for you. Oh. 828 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy's here. Halfway through the week. Come on. We can make it. More on the headlines, more information. It's all coming your way. Stay tuned to News Talk 97.3 The Sky. We stand. America will stand. Stand with Israel. War. People are criticizing Israel. We still stand by and say nothing. Are you kidding me? The fight against terrorism in Israel. We didn't want this war. Missiles and drones. It was forced upon us. Get breaking news on the sky. Ramped up airstrikes. No Iran continues to support Hamas. Hear about it first. Ground operation. Israel will finish it. Talk about it now. We have a lot of things to say. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Live and local, you're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Thank you. We appreciate your support, meaning me and Greg Cassidy. Morning, Greg. Hey there. It is, uh, what did I say? It's about 36 right now, and uh, a little chilly start to your morning. Chilly today, hot tamale. That's your forecast. Keep that in mind. Hey, what happened to Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, he got hurt during the football game the other night. Is he going to be back? Is he going to be back? He suffered a high ankle sprain. And uh, those can be nasty. Those can be nasty, and they also sometimes can be dealt with. I guess it really depends. They're not putting a timetable on it, and uh, they don't think it's anything that needs surgery, at least not initially when they're now that they're getting a good look at it. So hopefully, you know, it does damage to the ligaments, the sprain. And uh, usually it involves the ligaments that connect two major bones in the ankle. When the tibia is connected to the fibula. That's, see, that's how my son got into medical school. <laughs> I sang to him. In contrast to a typical ankle sprain, which is typically known as a low ankle sprain, which are ligaments mostly on the outer side of the ankle and a little bit lower in uh, anatomic location shall we say. Uh, Bottom line is, don't know when he'll be ready to play again. I guess this will be a a kind of a day-by-day thing. So hang in there, Jags fans. Hang in there. Even though they lost in overtime, I still won the pool because they scored enough points. That was the, that's what saved me. And I'm happy about that. All right. President Joe Biden was speaking to uh, donors in Weston, Massachusetts, which I give you the location because, well, Joe probably is unsure of it. And uh, basically what he said was, he said this to donors, which he knows is going to go, I would assume he knows it's going to go out everywhere because I thought it was funny when I heard it. So I'm sharing it with you if you haven't heard it yet. But he said that if former President Donald Trump were not running for re-election, that he would probably not seek another four years. Joe Biden, he said that. What, what do you make of that? I'm only running because that guy that I really hate is running? That's odd. It is odd. 
I'm only running because Trump's running. So if Trump, for whatever reason, just dropped out, would Biden drop out? Well, he kind of gave the impression that it was too late to do that, Mm. but that doesn't mean that the party couldn't do something or his health could be an excuse. Wait, this just in. Yes. Governor Newsom said if they really need him, oh, he can help out. What a guy. Isn't what a he? helper. <laughs> he's not just pretty hair. No, he's so much more. He's the whole French laundromat, $300 a, a plate guy. Well, everybody else is under lockdown. Biden suggested in 2019 that he would not run for re-election if he won the 2020 election. But according to his Tuesday remarks, it seems Biden believes he's the only Democrat who can defeat the evil dictator, Donald Trump, the authoritarian. They've got nothing. The left has nothing. What are they going to run on? The economy? Uh, Inflation? Gas and oil prices? Even though they're coming down, people's memories aren't quite that short. And they know overall, Biden's still pushing the whole EV thing, which I think most Americans find irritating. Not that EVs are bad and not that continually trying to help that market is a terrible thing. It's not. It's when you mandate. It is when you force feed, especially when I mentioned earlier today that there are literally billions of dollars, billions of dollars that bipartisanly were agreed upon to put in charging stations around the country to add to the infrastructure. It is sorely behind even if they don't sell electric cars to to the degree in which, you know, Biden and Newsom would like to promote. There's still going to be a huge need. There's already a need. And this money was already set aside back in 2021. And, And Biden and the Democrats, I mean, I don't know whose job is it to say, hey, grab some shovels. Hmm. Hey. You know, grab a pair of wire snips and get to work. Whose department is that? That's right. And why isn't something? Is it Department mm-hmm. of Transportation? A little. Where's a little Mayor Pete at? Oh. Where's he putting on his big boy pants still? Is he <laughs> yeah. breastfeeding his baby? What's yeah, he doing? Could be. could be. Get back to work, Pete, and get this uh, get this process underway. And that, and look, and this is coming from a guy. That, I'm not a huge fan of the EV thing, but I'm not an enemy of it. I'm like, hey, let the market decide. People that have, there's some people that have electric vehicles, they love them. Talk to a couple people and their Teslas, oh, they wouldn't give them up for anything. It is interesting that Tesla, you know, part of it was an infrastructure with a lot of charging stations kind of involved in the whole process. Um, But now, if it's going to be a mainstream type thing, yeah, you've got to provide that. Because that is the huge drawback. How do I charge my batteries? Where do I charge my batteries? Oh, and then the the other one, which they don't talk much about, is how much will it cost me to charge my batteries? Oh, it's going to be way less than gas. But once demand on electric goes up... But, but, But even that is not necessarily true in some areas. You start pumping that thing up with GRU electricity... Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Tier three, anyone? Yes, thank you. (laughs) You could have bought a handmade Bentley for the same money. Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines and Wayne, you're on the air. Hey, Bob. Uh, It makes sense that Biden said he wouldn't run if Trump were not running because since they both are, they can use the warehouse full of pre-printed ballots they had left over from last time. But if it weren't Trump, those are useless. 
Thanks. Bye. I never wow. even I never even thought of that. However, those ballots might also have Mike Pence's name on them. Rut row. Oh no. Yeah. And you know we haven't even talked about who the running mate might be lately. No, but I did see a thing where it was alleged that Pence may be like state witness against uh, Trump in some oh, might be the insurrection thing or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah no I'm hearing either. rumblings about that. But no uh, yeah, I mean, is it definitely the Biden Kamala ticket for sure? Is that locked in? And then with Trump, we haven't heard about Scott lately. No, know, since he's kind of dropped off the radar. Oh, Tim Scott. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought you were throwing Rick Scott in there. Oh. No, no. Okay. No. All right. Yeah, the Tim Scott was the one mm-hmm. that I early on I said that right. uh, would make a lot of sense, but uh, who knows? And he's not throwing his support behind anybody yet. No. So hmm. tonight might give you some indication of what's going to happen next because tonight is a debate uh, between the the four. I don't know how else. How else do you want to say it? The group of four. The yeah. The second, uh, how, how do you put, how do you say it? Four I mean, left standing. Yeah, but you've got. I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. Like the, Trump's so far ahead. Yeah. Is there a like, concise way in which we can say, I mean, without mm, saying the four yeah, leftovers, four yeah, wannabes, four yeah, also rants. I mean, there's bad. no reason to be derogatory. Right. Everybody yeah. else. Oh, speaking of derogatory. Yes. There's a, there's a transition. Uh, former Representative Liz Cheney. Speaking of. Oh, she always has some whoppers, doesn't she? Mm -hmm. And she is on such a, um, you know, a a format, such a news outlet. There's such a high rate of credibility. You might have heard of it. MSNBC. (laughs) She said that a former President Donald Trump's depravity of watching the violence on January 6th and not tell people to leave proves his criminal intent in the legal cases against him. Depravity. Deplorable. Hmm. I wonder where she got the idea for a D word. Maybe from a D? Hmm. Ah, thanks, Hillary. Yeah. You and Liz are two little peas in a pod now, aren't you? Huh? 845 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy's here. And it's a happy hump day, Trump day. More to come on 97.3 The Sky. I want to win. 10 p.m. Nice. I want to win more than I want to be petty. I want to win more than I want to moan because conflict, ESG, we won't have any incomes to tax. On 97.3. The Sky. It is a happy hump day, Trump day. Good morning, my friends. It is 8.50, minutes till 9 o'clock. You're tuned to The Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. And uh, former President Trump was in Iowa campaigning and uh, also did a town hall that they ran last night on uh, Sean Hannity. Of course, he hosted it. And um, he came out swinging with the with the crowd. He says, I'm going to win Iowa. He said, hundreds of billions of dollars in taxes and tariffs from China. I gave the farmers twenty eight billion. That's why I'm going to win Iowa. My people say, please, sir, don't don't keep saying you're going to win Iowa. You sound so really horrible, crass. Someone said crass. The former president called his shot on stage with Sean Hannity, declaring that he would win Iowa. I said, but it's true. We're going to win Iowa. 
All right. Also, some other highlights that come from the town hall meeting, uh, which Hannity hosted Davenport, Iowa. And one was about the struggling uh, cognition of the current president. Trump said, I personally don't think he makes it, okay? I haven't said that. I'm saving this for the town hall. I've never really said it before. I personally don't think he makes it. I think he's in bad shape physically, referring to Biden. And he added, uh, as he was joking about a previous instance in which Biden said he'd like to take Trump to the back of the bar, and he joked that oh. Biden would fall over if he simply blew on him. I personally don't think he makes it physically. I watched him at the beach. He wasn't able to lift a beach chair, which is meant for children. And mentally, I would say he's possibly equally as bad and maybe even worse, he's saying, than a, than a child. Also, uh, Hannity wanted him to take a pledge, never abuse power as retribution against anyone. You know, because they're, the left is so run out of things and ideas to try to hurt Trump with. Now they're saying he's going to be a dictator. Anyway, he says, yeah, take that pledge, except for one day. I want to close the border and I want to drill, drill, drill. And Hannity said, well, that's not retribution. You're not going to be a dictator, right? He said, no, 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 no. Other than day one, we're closing the border and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. Now, everybody gets that. But you knew the left was going to take advantage of that, do some fancy editing and make him look bad. And then Biden's campaign manager jumped right on it. Julie Chavez Rodriguez said Donald Trump has been telling us exactly what he will do if he's uh, reelected. And tonight he said he will be a dictator on day one. Americans should believe him. Oh, my goodness. Well, when he says he's going to secure the borders and drill, 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 you absolutely can believe him. The line about the dictatorship stuff, that's all from you lefty weirdos. Mm. The same ones who try to call him an authoritarian as he's the only one protecting the First and Second Amendment be, you know, from the constant onslaught of the Marxist lefties. Let's go to the Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. And Pete, good morning. Good morning. During the American Civil War, there was a Union general named Joseph Hooker. He was a great combat commander, but he was a braggart and a schemer and a political manipulator. He wanted to be put in command of the Army of the Potomac. And he was stupid enough to say that he thought the country needed a dictator. And President Lincoln, who was an extremely wise man, we all know that, he wrote Hooker a letter and he said, uh, he, he gave him the, the job. And he said, you, you save the republic and I'll risk the dictatorship. And I would like to say the same thing to President Trump. We'll put you in there. You save the republic and we'll see what happens about the dictatorship. Thank you, Bob. There you go. Good stuff, Pete. Appreciate the history lesson as well. You know, it, it, just in case you're wondering, if, if you don't listen to the talk radio and you didn't watch Hannity last night, you, you may have forgotten or you haven't been told just how far ahead Trump is from the field. It seems like, you know, the media doesn't seem to mention that a whole lot, do they? No. No. Uh, and that's, look, that's part of the deal. We gave Trump way too much attention in 16. That's how he won. Yeah. And so, yeah, let's pretend like he doesn't exist. Well, I got news for you. More polls have come out on Tuesday to show former President Donald Trump 
dominating the Republican primary field, crushing his nearest opponents in hypothetical head-to-head races in one poll and leading a field of six with two-thirds, two-thirds of support in another The surveys come ahead of the fourth Republican presidential uh, debate, which is scheduled for tonight, which Trump will not attend. He doesn't need to. And uh, but clearly Trump's got a huge lead and a huge lead against head to head with uh, Biden. Yep. Trump over Biden, 53-47 amongst independents. Trump 55, Biden 45. That's right. Independents. Wow. So that does make for a happy hump day, Trump day. Hey, earlier in this hour at 8.05, we spoke with Congresswoman Kat Kamek, and she always has some great stuff to share with us. So if you missed it, why don't you download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey. Download that and and search for 97.3 The Sky, and that'll get you started. You can find that and other great podcasts as well. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Here's what's trending on the sky. Hamas. You can rape women and pregnant women. The news that's trending. No circumstances that justify rape. That's who Hamas is. The news that's now. Talking to a fella who had made the move from California uh, to Florida. By the way, I'm Gavin Newsom's father-in-law. The news station. Firing missiles at our troops. We will not tolerate attacks on American personnel. Listen live on the free Odyssey app. All the news you need for your day on 97.3 The Sky. And here we go. Happy Wednesday. We've made it to the 9 o'clock stretch. Uh, oh, easy does it there, Careful Tiger. Careful now. Don't wow. yourself now. Come on. Yeah. Careful. Could be a pickleball injury there. Oh. Tender. Yeah. <laughs> sure. 9.07 uh, right now. Time check. Brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. I'm Bob Rose. Greg Cassidy is here. Morning, Greg. Good morning. Greg operating on very low sleep, myself operating on less than optimal, but we've trudged through. We've yes. tumped it out, and we continue to deliver a fine, fine product, if I do say so myself. Because what day is it, Bob? It's a happy hump day, Trump day, baby. Yes, it is. Trump crushing everybody in the polls. So you're going to tune in tonight to the GOP debate, or maybe you won't, but if you do, it'll be more of a, yeah. who's trying out for 2028? Who's trying out for maybe a VP spot? Who's trying out for a cabinet position? Because you ain't trying out for the nomination for president. I just hope you all know that. I'm trying to be nice. I'm just wondering in which order are they going to be? Who's going to be closest to who? Because we might need somebody between the the governor and uh, Haley. You you should put DeSantis and uh, Haley in the middle. Yeah. And then, you know, on the, on the ends, Vivek on uh, one end mm-hmm. and Chris Christie on the other. I know that no, it's lopsided no matter where you put Chris Christie. Well, but, that's true, the stage and all. But I want uh, those two to be front and center because, mm-hmm. man. That's going to be the action. They're going to be throwing stuff, yeah. spitting, clawing, you know, and that's just backstage before they even get oh. into the... Yeah. To the Now, it's... Going to be interesting. That, that If there is an interest, it'll be, I think, kind of along those lines. Yeah. But you know what I found interesting was when, you know, the director of the FBI coming out yesterday and talking about, you know, the threat of terrorism and all that. Can we take the guy seriously after, uh, you know, the DOJ, the head of the DOJ, Merrick Garland, like talking about people that go to school board meetings are domestic terrorists. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You see, when they did that, it's exactly what I said. You actually dilute and diminish what terrorism is when you apply that kind of thing to people that are concerned parents. It's like the Hitler thing. They use exactly. it too much. That's, ex- that's exactly right. It's Means exactly nothing. what I was thinking. All right, so listen, FBI director, he was testifying Tuesday, and uh, it, the idea of the terror threats, et cetera, came, came forward. Senator Lindsey Graham uh, and I'll paraphrase. Uh, what would you say about uh, unique about the environment? Uh, uh, well, he was answering uh, the question. But anyway, so blinking red lights analogy about 9-11, Graham says, all the lights were blinking red before 9-11, apparently. Obviously, all of us missed it. Would you say there's multiple blinking red lights out there? Now, remember the analogy, mm-hmm. 9-11, okay? Right. Here's what Christopher Ray said. I see blinking red lights everywhere. That's downright scary. Yeah. That is scary. I see blinking red lights everywhere. Okay. couple of schools of thought. One is he's being legit. He's telling the truth. Something is on the horizon, possibly several acts. And I don't know how you get ready for that, but he could be a truth teller. Yeah. Or he could be kind of wagging the dog a little bit and going, yeah, let's get everybody a little more frightened and scared about mm. a terrorist attack. Because meanwhile, you know, the Biden alias emails are surfacing further. So you've got the House Ways and Means Committee bringing that stuff out. you got James Comer with bank records. You put those things together, you're starting to build an actual extremely convincing case and look i don't need to be convinced i'm saying an extremely convincing case for the doubters Mm -hmm. about biden and the family business and his role in it it is becoming um unavoidable it is becoming uh to a point where denial alone is not going to be enough but again will the wheels of justice proceed rapidly will they proceed effectively Will there be a real impeachment effort? Wow. All these questions still need to be answered. But Chris Ray, one way or another, is he credible in what he's saying about all these blinking lights? And if he is, why? Why is it so high? I, I understand the October 7th attack of you know Hamas right. on the Jews in Israel. Absolutely horrendous. No other way to slice and dice that i mean it's just atrocious and anybody who can't just clearly see that i wow there's there's something wrong there so other than that i mean would our open border policy maybe have anything to do with that i know that the storyline is look you've got these hard-working people fleeing Poor economic conditions in, uh, you know, maybe uh, Ecuador and, uh, you know, Central and South America, like mm-hmm. Venezuela and, and, and Guatemala. All right. And, and that is that is a big part of it. But remember, let's let's think back a little bit because you have a you kind of have a thing in your head. We all do. I mean, for, when you talk about people crossing the border, if we're being honest, having an honest discussion. Initially, or at least a few years ago, you think Mexican. Poor Mexican families. And, yeah, and for right. the most part, that's exactly you yeah. know what the deal was. And then you knew there were more people coming from Central and South America. 
But remember, they've identified people from over 110 countries. 110. That means they're coming from everywhere all over the world. They could be coming from the most hotbed, uh, crazy terrorist growing and proving grounds. They could be sneaking them into the country. Remember, if you have some terrorist training, the ability to kind of conceal yourself, to slip across a border, is not that difficult with a little bit of training. Well, in fact, I don't know how much training you'd need now. You got the coyotes working for the cartels. They set it up. You can't lose. You can't. It's like playing cards. We guarantee a winning hand. How are you going to do that? Watch. And they send 20 families right toward the Border Patrol folks. What are those Border Patrol people going to do? They stop them. They talk to them. They bring them in to fill out the paperwork. They're busy. So while those 20 families are over there doing that, and the coyote did their job, brought them to the border like they said they would, made a lot of money off it, right? So they go their way. Meanwhile, while all the border agents are all busy, busy, then you send the guys that are terrorists, that are carrying drugs and fentanyl for the cartel, because look, one, one hand has to wash the other hand, right? Hey, the cartels are like, yeah, why should we help you guys? Well, we'll help carry drugs in. Oh, okay, well, you got yourself a deal, right? I mean, you can't say that they that they care about America, whether we're attacked or not, because they're sending across products that have already killed 150,000 Americans over the last two years. Fentanyl. So clearly they don't care, and they don't care about human life, or these people wouldn't be in uh, sexual and other kinds of slavery. So, yeah, the border. The border and terrorism. Is there a link And if there is, should it be talked about a little bit more? But it doesn't matter, does it? Because you know and I know that under the Biden administration, and in fact, probably any Democrat administration, they are not going to close the border. They're not going to do it. Even if, well, what more do you need? 150,000 people dead from fentanyl. That's not good enough. Human slavery, sexual slavery, that's not good enough. 916 on the Bob Rose Show, 30 minutes away from things that make you smile. Greg Cassidy is in the house as well. It is a happy hump day, Trump day, and you are listening to 97.3 The Sky. What about the thousands of Chinese nationals entering our southern border? Afternoons at 3. The top geopolitical foes, Iran, Russia, and China. Why are they being allowed into this country? On News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Do we deserve to wake up and to see this beautiful landscape that we live in, this beautiful place that we have, We truly are blessed. I mean, think about so many other people waking up, not just in this country, but around the world. You you woke up in America. That's why it's so heartbreaking for many to 
see what goes on at college campuses and how they mm. are teaching this indoctrination of, you know, blame America first, hate America, may, America is always bad. Right. Take any uh, question or equation, and the answer is America's bad. I, that's so sad. It is. It and, is. And, and the people that are, like, kind of pushing that agenda, it's like, have you lived anywhere else? Have you spent any real time anywhere else? This is paradise. This is awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Well, and the irony of of that really just kind of struck me. So much of it started with Obama. I mean, he. I mean, come on, this beats Kenya. I mean, any day of the week. Well, he yeah, and he did that you know? whole you know piled on, if you will, doubled down. Yes. On that whole victim thing. Mm-hmm. If you want, let, let let me make it simple for everyone. If you want to ruin somebody's future. You tell them that no matter what they do, they won't succeed because of how they were born, where right. they were born, or what color they were born. Tell them that. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you that will be a self-fulfilling prophecy. On the other hand, regardless of conditions, if you are born here in America or you come here to America, we know that you'll be given opportunities. So when somebody says to you, I don't care how tough you had it. You can succeed and win here. Mm -hmm. And you can say that and you feel good about it. You're not just giving somebody false hope because it is real. And I guarantee you the people that you tell that to, by and large, will succeed. And that's part of what makes this place so awesome. Okay? But it's not perfect. It's not perfect. Um, And if you want to talk about, like, right now... I got a huge shock yesterday. Really? I went shopping uh, at a local supermarket out in the Keys, mm-hmm. and um, their prices usually maybe just a little higher than in town. I guess right. there's a lack of competition, but sure. not, it's not it's not crazy. But anyway, mm-hmm. so I check out. I literally I have just a couple of bags, and not much, and the bill's one hundred and seven dollars. <laughs> And I mean, really, Ouch. really not much in there. That hurts. I'm like, wow. I didn't want to be complaining, old man. <laughs> people doing gouging me. Like the usual. But I was like, hey, um, that does just seem a little high. Can you just, you know, look at it? And she uh-huh. was a y- young woman, but very helpful, very nice, very professional. And she goes, oh, she goes, it's probably the Metamucil. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, huh? She goes, yeah, it's like $27 and change. And I said, What? And right there, when I heard how much it was, mm-hmm. I almost, well, I almost didn't need it. Clean up on aisle three. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Uh, but this, the story's not an exaggeration. Yeah. I, and and so I go out to my truck. Can't you know? You don't mm-hmm. want to make the scene there. The price yeah. is the price. I just want to make sure: is it really that product? Okay, sure. Yeah, question it. Sure. So I I go out to my truck, and then you know, I call Betsy with what I thought was a funny Metamucil story, right. similar mm-hmm. to how I told her here. Yeah. And she goes, well, why didn't you tell me? You know, I could order that on, Ugh. you know, online or whatever. Sure. And I had already done my homework before I engaged. Mm. Oh, smart man. Yeah. Look at you. Well, look, look. You're learning. What do I do for a living? Yes. I, I already know the answer. Yes. You know? Yes. And I said, no. There is like a shortage of psyllium. Mm-hmm. Like true. psyllium husk. I, yep. I didn't know that. Yep. I didn't know that. So, yeah, I'm reading this, and then you go to the various places that are known for, you know, delivering to your front door. Mm-hmm. Prices were all, like, in line. Yeah. CVS in line, you know. Sure. 
all high, and it was crazy. So I think in that case, what I saw looked like at least the best deal with a quick perusal would be right. uh, like the Bobo brand. You got to buy like the house brand. Mm. I think Walmart, is it Equate? Is that their house brand? I think it is. So, yeah, you go down that route. Right. But now you're getting, you know, are you getting the, the best stuff? Or Because y- you think you are, but are you? Right. Well, and then some people Legit. say, well, you know, it's all going to come out in the end anyway. I wouldn't say that if I were them. Well, I mean, theoretically, <laughs> theoretically. if it works, as it works as advertised. It does its job. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. Oh, and by the way, I don't mind sharing that little personal thing with you about the fiber because mm-hmm. fiber is critically important yep. for the for uh, most of us living a healthy life. And um, it, it was actually an internal medicine doctor who's, uh, you know, well-known uh-huh. in his family, great people in the community. And he said to me, he goes, you know, hey, love talking to you, Bob, you know, whatever. But if you see me again, I might have to section you. Ooh. Yeah, diverticulitis. Oh. And he you. said, but if you really follow my directions mm-hmm. and take in fiber every day, and I mean, yes, you get that Metamucil in you every day, and you stay hydrated. Right. And you won't see me and my knife. <laughs> and so far, uh, I have not. That's insane. Except on Facebook, which is... That's fine. That's, that's a just, reasonable that's distance and all that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's important, people. There you go. Free health tip on The Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. It is 928, and it's a happy hump day, Trump Day. And you're listening to 97.3 The Sky, 15 minutes away from things that make you smile. Trending right now on The Sky. Getting all the hostages released with special attention to Americans. From the river to the sea means there is no Israel. This rise in hate is the danger many Jewish people fear most. As it happens. Telling horror stories about their captivity. Nearly 160 remain. The news station. Following the money and the facts. Impeachment. Joe Biden is compromised and unfit to leave. All the news you need for your day. Tell your smart speaker to play 97.3 The Sky. I appreciate the honesty, but I don't know if it's going to work to his benefit it is 9.37 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Morning, Greg. Good morning. I'm talking about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Did you hear what just came out? No. He says, I flew on Epstein's jet twice, and my ex was besties with Ghislaine. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. And I haven't read the whole story. Independent presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy admitted that he has flown on notorious pedophile Jeffrey Epstein's private jet twice and even went, quote-unquote, fossil hunting with a financier, which in the world of a pedophile, fossil hunting might mean they were hunting for someone under 20? I know. It's not really a joking matter, but seriously, how is this going to help him? Again, points for honesty, but it is weird. But if he didn't do anything wrong, then I guess maybe he shouldn't be afraid to admit it, right? The independent candidate opened up about his ties to the notorious perv after being asked by Fox News' Jesse Waters. Um, Wow, I missed that last night. I apologize. Uh, I was on Epstein's jet twice, Kennedy said. And, you know, that jet was dubbed the Lolita Express for its use in taking girls to the disgraced money man's private island. 
I was on it in 1993, and I was on it. I went to Florida with my wife and two children to visit my mom over Easter, he said, referring to his late ex-wife, Mary Richardson Kennedy, who uh, died via suicide in 2012. My wife uh, had some kind of relationship with Ghislaine Maxwell, and they offered us a ride to Palm Beach. I went then. On another occasion, I flew again with my family, I think, for of my children and Mary, my wife, to Rapid City, South Dakota, to go fossil hunting for the weekend. Otherwise, I was never on his jet alone. And he said this was 1993, so it was 30 years ago before wow. anybody knew about Jeffrey Epstein's nefarious issues. And he went on to claim he's been very open about this relationship with Epstein from the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I shouldn't treat it like a bombshell, but I, I didn't know about it. Yeah. And but but, you know, but isn't it better, though, for him to bring it up in case there's somebody else who decides at some point, if he looks like he's getting a little too much attention come election time or they can think he's going to hurt their candidate, it would pop up. Look, Epstein, for lack of a better word, I'm stealing the word I call you, but you're nowhere near the same, but Epstein was a schmoozer. Right. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. he wanted to win influence, and he wanted to have mm-hmm. names he could drop. He wanted to be buddies with all these people. Yep. Okay? So we shouldn't automatically say somebody was tied to him in bad ways if they got a ride from him. Sure. Well, it's like the people who got their picture taken with Trump at some point, and you find out they're a Nazi. Well, he doesn't right. know that. Right. So same scenario. Yeah. And yeah. he said this was back in 93. Nobody knew about you know his sure. shenanigans. And... Um, so, and I've said before, I go, look, you could see a name on that flight list, mm-hmm. and it might not be fair if you took one flight. Right. Maybe you didn't know what was going on, but if you took a second one, you did. But in this case, he said he flew with him a couple times, but he didn't go to that island, and he right. wasn't alone. He was with his family. Mm-hmm. So That's a schmooze trip is what that is but yeah, for Epstein. Yeah. But, but here's, the, here's the interesting thing. Remember... All these people that are worried that their name is going to come out of this thing mm-hmm. and they're being protected by the likes of Dick Durbin. Yes. They now are going to put together a little story mm-hmm. that is going to use that as the template. Right. Now, if you do some digging and real records are released. Yeah, 13 times. Well, you'll or, know and yeah, you'll know right. where they flew to and you'll be yes. able to look at the whole manifest and all right. that, which I know that information, the government has it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, that way you can kind of try to decipher, look, who was just being schmoozed and who was really into it. Right. And the ones who were into it mm-hmm. need to be absolutely called out. Yeah. Tom Cott, he's calling out, no more seafood from China. Oh. China. Interesting. It, it, it is interesting, but listen to what's behind it. You know... China has a history of taking a product and dumping it in markets, especially like American markets, and they hurt the competition sometimes, in a lot of cases, driving them out of business. Then, guess who then is left to pick up the slack, and then the prices slowly go up, and they benefit from it, they profit from it, and we're hurt. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, oh, same thing. They're dumping seafood. It turns out, no, not necessarily. He's introducing legislation this week, Senator Tom Cotton out of Arkansas, the Republican, to ban U.S. from importing seafood and aquaculture products from China. It's called the Sea 
C-Food Act stands for Ban China's Forbidden Operations in the Oceanic Domain Act. Basically, what they're saying is slave labor is utilized in that seafood market. And, of course, that can affect your overall cost of producing the seafood, which then you can sell cheaper and still make a profit. So... In 2020, Hmm. federal data suggests that about 8% of the $21.4 billion worth of imported seafood arrived from China. Fishing and aquaculture is yet another industry the Chinese Communist Party is weaponizing for their own gain through blatant abuse and slave labor. This legislation will stop imports of this illicit seafood by imposing real costs on the Chinese government and the uh, companies that aid them. And this isn't a cross-the-board, quick, easy, done ban. It would take a year for it to be enacted, and it has benchmarks on it. In other words, if China actually changes changes that uh, the seafood industry, their operation, yeah, if they change it, then they would be apparently welcomed back. So it is designed to change their behavior and from a human rights perspective. Then I have a question. Yes. If we're going to go down this road with mm-hmm. slave labor and seafood, what about solar panels? What about electric batteries? Just or, asking. Or slave labor that might be, or child labor that might be used to uh, mine rare earth minerals used all in things. all of those yep. products. The yeah. Batteries in our cell phones. And, um, and maybe this is sort of a same. litmus test, um, and then it can be applied yeah. across the board, possibly. Just a thought. Yeah. Just a thought. But, but remember, um, we have to be prepared. Good point. And when it comes to seafood and things like that, well, if you can't get you know fish that day, there's still something else that's edible that right. your family will survive on. But if it's pharmaceuticals, yeah, especially once China knows we're starting to cut the ties with them a little bit, you don't mm-hmm. think there's going to be some game uh, playing going on? But that, that's kind of the whole point, isn't it? What are we doing about it? What are we doing about it? Well, I can, I can tell you this. When it comes to the EVs, since we had already covered that a little sure. bit, we're not doing much to mm-hmm. try to get a larger share of the market when it comes to these rare earth minerals, number one. Right. So the technology, we're going to be lagging way behind on that. But then come to find out something that the Chinese aren't competing with us on, and that's building charging stations for these EV vehicles. Mm-hmm. A bipartisan Congress already passed like $7.5 billion back in 2021 to increase the infrastructure of charging stations across the country. How many do you think they've built so far? Under the Biden administration, they have built zero goose egg nada nothing not one not one why would that be i mean because there's obvious buffoonery taking place there for sure but here's one area where we actually can have an impact that's going to help consumers yeah but nope nope but they're still going to keep the mandates they don't care if you can charge them up or not the government will mandate and it'll be your problem after that Let's go to the Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines, and Lee, you're on the air. Yeah, this is a terrible part about the slavery that goes on in the mining of cobalt and other products that go into these batteries, and that is that a lot of the families conscript and or sell these children into that because they have no other means of supporting themselves. So until that problem is solved as well, that's an issue that will continue to happen, whether they're working and fishing, which is common, or in the mines, which is common, 
or eventually in the sex trade. That's pretty much what I got to say. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, it's a great point. And yeah, uh, look, Oprah found out the the, oh, the hard way. Yeah, yeah. She closed down a sweatshop where some of the clothes with her name on it were coming from. She was outraged that people were getting paid, you know, whatever fifty cents a day. For, mm-hmm. I'll just use it as an example. And then all the people were outraged when it, she closed down the sweatshop because the only other jobs available were out in the fields for twenty five cents a day. So yeah. you have pay, be out in the heat. Versus, yeah, so. You got to take it within the context, but slave labor is different than very low cost labor. That's true. Got to yeah. do your homework, people. Yeah, but yeah, try to. Do, yeah. Do, yes, do some due they, diligence. They need right? to do their homework. Yep. All right, it is nine forty-seven. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here, and coming up next, it's your opportunity to call in with things that make you smile. That's right. Upbeat, positive thoughts, count your blessings kind of a thing. Non-political, you can do it. And it's brought to you by the best dentist in the whole world, Robin Larson Dental. So go ahead and call in now, 877-975-9825. Things that make you smile next on 97.3 The Sky. to smile about i tell you another gorgeous day shaping up in the heart of north central florida it's 9 52 right now you're tuned to the bob rose show greg cassidy is here time for things that make you smile call in with upbeat positive thoughts that you share with us it's brought to you by the best dentist in the whole world robin larson dental 877-975-9825 and kaz what's making you smile yes sir Thank you. Well, of course, your show always, and my Delta Cats always. But I'll tell you what makes me smile, sir. Our beautiful, wonderful, home of the brave, land of the free, United States of America. That makes me smile. And if those people don't like it here, you know, complain. Well, what would really make me smile? They could leave and go to another country. <laughs> I think somebody uh, wrote a song about that. Oh, there's a couple of them. Hit the road, Jack. Yeah. Don't you come back. No more. No No more. No more. All right. Good stuff there. There it is. Yep. I wholeheartedly agree. And we need to have that attitude Uh of gratitude, and we need to be thankful. And it's good for you. No, there's actually scientific evidence now to back that up. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. uh, I told you, science and the heavens will converge. Uh And all the geeky scientists will go, I I thought it was going to be that way. And then Greg will be like, well, it's not exactly the way he thought it was. Well, you know, there's that. There's that, you know, deity, mm-hmm. that heavenly father guy. There is that part. Are we even allowed to say that? We are, yes. It's the Bob Rose Show. It is 954, and I want to remind you that you can do something excellent for the community. Build a house for the house. This is where proceeds go to the Ronald McDonald House, and you get to have fun building a gingerbread house. This is going on Friday afternoon, so it's kind of a lunchtime-ish thing. So if you do have the free time, from 1130 to 2, it'll be at Legacy Park Multipurpose Center in Alachua. And they'll have some adult libations for you, all the gingerbread stuff and all of that. For more information, you can just do a search for Ronald McDonald House, and it'll be right there. Coming up next, The Smoking Gun, brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. 
latest news. Israel, the Hamas terrorists. On the go. Iran, China, Russia, North Korea. We got to stop the spending. Speaker of the House. You want to get Trump at any cost? Sky News. Anywhere you are. Downloaded the app. Now I can stay in the know. And hear the sky crystal clear everywhere. I like that it's local. GRU. Education freedom. Download it now. U-D-A-C-Y. Love the app. I listen on the go. Easy to get my news. Because they're a lot more convenient. This. Inflation. Bidenomics. Is news talk. Sell access to Joe Biden. 97.3. The Sky. The Democrat Party has been the breeding ground of anti-American hate for a long, long time. Six weeknights. Turning one group of Americans against another group of Americans. On 97.3, the sky. Time now for the smoking gun brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. A bomb squad was called to a home in Wales recently when a decoration as part of the property's garden for over a century turned out to be an old bomb. 77-year-old Jeffrey Edwards had been living at the home for 41 years. He said the previous owners told him that it had been in the yard for decades. And he didn't even know it was a military missile. And if it was, of course, couldn't still work, right? Visiting Bomb Squad determined it was indeed live and took it to the quarry for detonation. Officials say it came from between 1880 and 1890. Lesson, even if it's old, it can still be powerful. And that's your smoking gun. Brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. On behalf of Greg Cassidy, I'm Bob Rose. God bless you and your family. Have a great, safe day. See ya.